Is that you? No, it's not. It is me. It's Karen. I'm, I'm not Karen anymore. That's fine. Okay. Uh, hi, and welcome to the Wireless Podcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. On today's show, we talk about 802.11be. The, the NHS contact tracing app and dogs. I'm your host, Dan James. With me is Ryan Dodds and Matt Starling. And chopping at the bit to be let out, Mr. Alan Blake. How's it going? Hi. Sorry. I tried to keep it together, a, but that was... <laughs> I've, had a, I've had an operation. <laughs> Why I've had you... bits cut off. <laughs> but I can still talk and talk Wi-Fi and stuff and drink me rum. <laughs> Bye, heck. Just call me Karen, not Kieran. You sound more Geordie when you do that voice <laughs> than right. you do with your normal... Yeah. Don't know why. Uh... Oh, it's like you're going home. Yes. That's what happens. Homage to Kieran, Christian. We're not, he's not here, is he? Where is he? He's not here. He's not is here. Is it the vets? Is it the vets, isn't he? Castrated. But hello to Matt. Hello. Stepping so does this, does this make me your first guest that you've had on? Oh, guess it does, doesn't it? Well, not unless you class the strippers that interrupted Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Technically, you're not. <laughs> you're the first invited <laughs> guest. Okay. Exactly, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel honoured and privileged to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. Ooh, check you out. It's lovely to have you here, Matthew. You help give some validity to what we're doing, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sensible one you can be. All right, I'll try my best for the, for this evening. Just let your hair down. Okay. Just, just Sorry, talk this... in a Yorkshire accent. Can you do that? Mm, no. Give I could... your best. <laughs> he was going to give it a go then. <laughs> give us <laughs> the best Yorkshire accent. No, I, I feel like I could do Geordie better than... <laughs> oh, come on then. <laughs> Let's listen to that then. Hey, why are you in, man? Calm down. <laughs> it sounds like Christian. <laughs> sound, you sound like a post-up Christian. That's <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, accents, accents are my uh, my forte, but I don't even know how I'd even attempt a Yorkshire one. No. Yeah, by it, lad. Uh, cup of tea. <laughs> cup of tea. Come by that... <laughs> You're doing it way more justice than what I would, for sure. You want to come down to pub? Do pubcast. Eat up, lad. <laughs> If I can, if, if I can, if I hear it a little bit, then I can like give it a go. But if someone just says I'll try and do that accent, and right, I haven't heard it. Let's test you. Good day, mate. All right, just fed ink and bad. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, oh, mate. Oh, Crikey, you're mate. Better. You're a chameleon of accents. You are. He just picks it up like that. I love it, Matt. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I have with me being coasted by a lovely new beer mat that I acquired today from you guys, the Wireless Pubcast 
beer, Matt. Thank you very much. I am having some punk IPA beer. Nice. Which is like gold dust to find now. I don't know if it's hard for you guys to get it, but um, I'm struggling to find it now. You sure it's not the hand sanitizer that you're struggling, that you're drinking? It's got alcohol in, right? (laughs) Because that's hard to get hold of. Yeah, as long as it's doing the trick, I don't mind. (laughs) I love it. Ryan, what are you drinking? Um, So I ran out of beer. I've been working away this week and I haven't been to get any. So I'm drinking some of the Mrs. Gin. (laughs) (laughs) Fag. Just straight gin? Oh, no, it's rhubarb with um, lemonade. That's that's May Wenham's favourite gin in it. That's what he was trying to get. But last time, last time we were out at a bar, he was getting a uh, that rhubarb gin. With so you that's how it. we got into Alan's bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gave me a lot of gin, funneled it down my neck, and took advantage of pink, me. Pink gin. Um, yeah. I woke up that morning. And I had like three missed calls from it, like half three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and me. That's a funny story. For another day. For, for oh, we'll tell it now, shall we? We'll tell it now. I'm, I've yeah, already told on. it, though. I think you might have. I think I've already have told you? it, but... Uh, I, I obviously drunk a few too many when you did, because I can't remember it, so... Just for so, clarity, if nobody has heard the story about Matt Wenham and Alan Blake sharing a bedroom, feel free to leave us a voicemail, and we shall endeavour <laughs> to uh, tell it next week. Good job I had a twin. I kind of <laughs> foresaw this. That's why I didn't go for a double. I figured, you know, Matt might end up with me later on tonight. So that's why I booked the twins. It wasn't the Matt Love you it. was hoping for, though, was it? No, not at all. <laughs> You'd obviously gone somewhere else. You you went to bed early. Yeah. I was um, I was too, I was too tired out from winning winning the quiz, so. Ooh, burn. Mm, sorry, Mac. <laughs> we know who the real, we know who the brains is and the beauty of the Wi-Fi ninjas. <laughs> That's why he got the invite and Mac didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Alan, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking Posh Lager. So I'm drinking Birra Moretti. Very nice. Which is the nice Posh Lager. lager. Um, Mm. Yeah, actually, my favourite Italian beer is um, Menabrea. Have you ever had that before? No. No. Menabrea. So if you, or Menabrau, I can't remember how you pronounce it, but, but yeah, give it a go. It's, um, Get it in look your local forward, Morrison's. Look forward to you buying me a pint. <clears throat> oh, yeah, mate. I'll buy you a pint and I'll see you next. If I ever see you next. Ever Physically. Again. <laughs> well, technically, technically, you could see each other, providing they stayed two metres apart. Ooh, that's a good shout. We could go and get drunk Ooh. in the park together. <laughs> Rules are a little bit flaky, aren't they? would be a lot of blue flashing lights if all four of us turned up in a park. <laughs> you, sp- you, sp- you speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my CBS here, look. ready to go. So there's only a few things on there. So CBS, what's that? Is it CBS? Check. Is that CRB. It's still called CRB. DBS. Yeah. DBS. Was that a new certification you got? You have to explain that to our non-you. So you can work around kids and things. Mm. that's for our non-UK audience who don't understand yeah. what a CRB is basically yeah. a police check right just to make sure that yes. you are kind of you haven't got any past convictions I had to have some like I can't remember what it's called but it's like some mad crazy background check because there was a site that I was going to that um, basically carried out tests on um, 
animals in King's Cross. Mm -hmm. Um, and like they check your social media and everything to make sure you've never been a part of like an animals rights group uh... and things like that. So, because they do, they, they basically do research for like cancer and things like that. But I remember the check, the forms I had to fill out to get to go on site were just mad. And it wasn't even just me. It's like, even if like my girlfriend at the time was a part of like some sort of, I don't know, she was like, she liked a page that was against animal testing and stuff. They wouldn't let yeah. you on site. Wow. It was, I can't remember what it was called. I think it began with like a, like a Y or something, but yeah, it was mad. That's impressive. You said present girlfriend. I mean, how many girlfriends have you had? You must have had a lot. That, well, that beautiful face of yours. <laughs> now, this was quite a while ago. It's previous. Not my wife, my ex-girlfriend. It's, a long, it's quite a while ago now. But you've had a lot of girlfriends, right? <laughs> I mean, they must have been uh, queuing. I mean, they would have been devastated when you got married. Um... Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to this podcast, does she? <laughs> <laughs> She's in the next room, so. <laughs> well, we've got to be careful what we say. <laughs> but she can't hear us. She can't hear what we're saying, but she can certainly hear your answer. That's so true. Just shout, just shout out a number, and it could be anything like, you know, it could be like a DB integer mm. or something like that. So, you know. So give us a logarithmic answer. Zero. There's only ever been one. That's really, that's a lot. That's quite loud. <laughs> yeah, what, 1DB? Um, 1DB. That's all, that's all you need, isn't it, really? That's all you need to get your beacon out there. Very true. <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. There we go. Sorry, I had a, had a problem with the pumps. I had to go and sort them out. <laughs> and by pumps, I mean my three-year-old son. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just drinking a 2014 Rioja. It's very nice. Um, Go get some more of that later. Is that the shutty house? The the pap. <laughs> the pap. Shutty enough to pap. No, it's not. It's a Rioja. It's a Spanish wine. Tempranillo is the grape. Very nice. 2014. Um, is that a good year? <laughs> uh, no, not particularly. It was just cheap, I think. Was it? Yeah, exactly. Is it not out of date then? Is it um, best before? I don't really know how to. I don't know if you. It's funny that, isn't it? How wine can actually be decades old and taste amazing. Mm -hmm. Or years old and still taste amazing. I've got it a really keeps... nice bottle of 2008 Chateau de Pomard sat in my wine fridge. <laughs> that's that's going to that's gonna go down nicely in about 30 years. <laughs> I do. I do like my wine. I like your wine as well. <laughs> <laughs> you must have the most cultured fridge in in the whole world. Wine, cheese, mouldy yogurt. Mine's got ham and fucking chicken feet in it. Like chicken <laughs> feet. <laughs> uh, right. So I asked. I asked my breeder uh, if I was allowed to give other food. Because the, the breeder's given me like special pre-mixed food for the dog that we've got, um, and <laughs> you I was going to say, where did, we, where did this? Where did we go from a wine to a dog breeder? Because he was talking about <laughs> chicken feet for his dog, wasn't he? Oh yeah, 
And he'd said to me, oh, you should you should go to this place and get some of this, um, like, nice food because it's really good for him. So I was like, oh, yeah, it looks really good. I was about to do an order, and I went back to the the breeder who effectively still owns the dog that I've got um, and was like, oh, you know, I was going to get this food. Is that okay? And he was like, no, 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 you've got to keep him on this particular diet. So I was just letting you know that I couldn't, I couldn't go and get your nice dog food, Ryan. Dog yeah. <laughs> well, I think once um, once she's had her final litter, and then effectively she gets transferred over to me, I'll um, I'll check it out. It looked good. Duke had um, wild boar tonight. <sighs> that dog eats he, like a king. He does. He does. <laughs> what did you have? Beans on toast. All these beans on toast. That's even worse. <laughs> You, by the looks of it, you had about half a cake. Well, he, you're trying to say I'm fat. <laughs> so, I mean, I am, but, you know. Right, we've got some voicemails. Should we, um, should we have, have a listen to this? Go on in. Hey, guys, it's Christian. Um, I'm not with you tonight, unfortunately. I've been in hospital having my appendix removed, and uh, I'm still here waiting to leave. So I won't be able to attend. Just got a quick question for you there. Um, actually, two questions. First off, Tom Carpenter has been posting some useful information about the latest proposals to amend the 802.11 standards, mainly around 802.11BE and uh, 6 gigahertz backwards compatibility. Just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Also, um, if any listeners out there would like to buy 802.11.BE off me, I, I bought that about a year ago. Um, so, you know, I can do you a really good deal. Just let me know. Cheers, guys. Bye. Nice little plug there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you bought that website, that URL. Sorry. That's clever. He's always, always thinking ahead. Seven standard website domains, doesn't he? To be fair, Does you it? can get good money for selling a website domain. Can you? Yeah. We're trying to buy one for a client at the moment. They want about nine grand for it. <laughs> Wow. I actually, I actually stumbled across. I was looking for my friend's website. I think it was yesterday, actually. I must have gone to a different one, and it was just a little box saying, "If you want to buy this domain, make an offer here." And you just that put an offer in and leave like, your your details. Yeah, it's mm. crazy. Well, at least we know that he's had his appendix out. He hasn't had a sex change. Yeah. He's clarified it was pretty, that. It was pretty quick, to be fair, wasn't it? Because it was only like beginning of the week. He was like, oh, "I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable." Like a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, I reckon it might be my appendix. And then like, the next day, he's in having surgery. Like, fair play. We thought it might have been trap wind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we? Let's be honest. <laughs> right, mate, you didn't get far. <laughs> <laughs> <You'll be right. laughs> uh, so what did he mention then? He mentioned uh, a few things then, didn't he? 11BE. Uh, 802.11BE. What do we know about it? It's going to effectively be called, what, like Wi-Fi... Wi-Fi 7, if you're following the new naming convention. And I would, uh, what, I, what I've seen some of the discussions around on on Twitter recently, I think, is around that's going to have the support for 320 megahertz wide channels. So it's going to, I think there was a bit of a contention or some uh, debates going on on Twitter whether that's going to be a good or a bad thing. Um, why would it be a bad thing? We want more bandwidth. Well, I suppose if you're going to have 320 megahertz wide channels, I mean, in the US, that's going to give you 
what three? three? Yeah, <laughs> three, three non-overlapping channels. Yeah, you get more bandwidth, but then you're kind of like in the same similar situation to the two point four. And I don't know how many ever how many years time, if everyone's using three hundred twenty megahertz wide channels and six gigahertz and eight hundred two eleven be. Is this is this because they're is this because they're relying on Earth DMA and BSS coloring to you know are they are they kind of pinning all their hopes on that to kind of solve these issues? I think this is a long-standing argument that the telcos and stuff always like to go for the wider channels because then they can advertise yes the higher throughputs and stuff yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So BE's touted it, giving you thirty gigabits. Of speed throughput basically so so they're gonna is it, no is that throughput or is that data rate throughput maximum throughput that's what they're touting so it's basically a brand new amendment which is called eht extreme high throughput <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're calling it i wonder how many more they can go with to like sort of define be 640 megahertz do you know what the modulation is what Four thousand and ninety-six quad. Sixteen by sixteen spatial streams. Yeah, I wonder how close wow. you're going to have to be to achieve that quad. Like we are to our microphones right now, <laughs> 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 within inches or mm. millimeters. But to get in in Wi-Fi six to achieve ten twenty-four quad, you have to have like an SNR of like thirty-five, don't you? Uh, yeah, it was since that, but we tested it actually, and we thought that we would have to be a lot closer to, yeah, we thought we'd have to be like really close to the access point to be able to achieve that, but we were probably a good 10 meters away and still, like we was clear line of sight from the access point, but we still had, we're still doing 1024 qualm when we was doing our testing back in July last year. I suppose though, like depending on how you did your testing, like the environment you were in, yeah, it was the noise a... floor wouldn't be particularly high anyway, so you would probably be able to achieve like 34, like 35. Yeah, we was in our, our, our usual lab testing environment, which is aka Max House. So <laughs> it was pretty, um, and it was when it, it actually when it pretty much he'd only just moved in, so it was relatively quiet around there. And you don't have too much interference from neighboring Wi Fi, so five gig was pretty clean and there wasn't actually that much in his house so we had clear line of sight no noise floor we was what client were you using for that we had uh two samsung s10s oh, okay so not nice. like they weren't gonna have like amazing antennas or anything they're standard mm -hmm. that's better than i thought do you know what i also like about be what they brought in a concept of um multi-band full duplex Right. Is this is this effectively up to one AP down to another AP? No, it's basically where you can transmit and receive on two different bands. So you can transmit, receive. Oh. You can transmit on five gig and receive on six gig. Yeah, but it's not. It's not full duplex, or is it? It's no, still, it's, there's it's, a carrier sense still in there, isn't there? But it is in terms of yeah. What, how do you define full duplex? Um, at the end of the day, if you can send and receive a transmission. At the same time, same time, is that full duplex? I understand the physics and the mathematics about full duplex in Wi-Fi doesn't exist and it isn't switch like. But if you're able to send on one band and receive on another almost simultaneously, then I guess they can call it that incorrectly. But that's what they're kind of pushing it. The, the, the fact that you've got that capability, you know, to be able to 
you know, aggregate across multibands in any way you want. It's going to be something that they're going to introduce into the um, the Phi, the Mac layout. I don't know, but that's what I've been researching and reading. So interesting concept that I can say, mm. but it's 2024. That's how far away BE is right now. So they're not mm. going to hopefully take as long hope. to develop. <laughs> yeah, to get this developed and out there like they are with AX, for example, and all the other previous iterations of the standard. So hopefully things will start getting faster and faster and faster. So, but that's BE. I have already had a customer ask um, in a in a tender to make considerations for um, for eight hundred eleven BE. Really? Really? Why? Uh, uh, what? Well, did you tell it where to go? <laughs> when I when I looked at it, I think it was more along the lines of make sure that the sort of the platform scalable. But then I'm thinking, how can you possibly scale a platform for like another four years? Yeah, just bill him for uh-huh. it. Just tell him how much it'll cost now, and then get him to pay up front. I mean, <laughs> what, what speed? What's the fastest speed switch ports that you can get at the moment as well? We can get 10 gig M gig. You can get what? Mm. 10 gig M gig. 10 gig. Okay. Explain that to me. What's M gig? So M gig is multi gigabit technology. So you can use standard CAT6, CAT6A, preferably CAT6A. Just give me a number. Providing you are not too far away on the cable, um, you can get 10 gigabit on copper. But the good thing is M gig is a technology which is auto sensing so you can have 10 100 1 gig 2.5 gig 5 gig 10 gig all in one port so how many is that i wasn't counting how many is that in total then you can actually have throughout a port with this m gig 100 gig 2.5 10 6 you're counting on your fingers god you're a big boy (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's how I do sub. That's, that's how I do subnetting as well on my fingers. <laughs> well, you've got. Have you got two hundred and fifty-six fingers? <laughs> I once went to Middlesbrough and I grew a couple of toes. So yeah, <laughs> is that from the radiation? <laughs> that's Hartlepool, isn't it? Where they got the radiation at uh, the nuclear mm-hmm. reactor? Not Middlesbrough. Got a, got a question for you though, Matt. Since you're a bit of a, a mist expert, so you talk about sort of. How you do your AX testing? So I've got um iPhone 11. Um, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, that is what I've got. Is. Isn't it done? <laughs> Show me the back, <laughs> mate. You can yeah, tell from the back. Yeah, look at the cameras. The cameras. Even I yeah, didn't so see that. It is. I'm not, I'm not the my first sort of AX client in the house. Is that like an, an iPhone 5C? No, that's not even an iPhone. I'm showing no, my phone to it you. Looks cheap. No, it's, it's not How an iPhone. It? What is it? He's some sort of like Android. <laughs> so you can tell from the back of an Apple phone, but you can't tell the back of an Android phone what it is. I can tell yeah. it's an Android phone, though. Yeah, but can you not see? Does the button not give it's it got away? A weird yellow uh, button. A pixel. Yes, Ryan. There you go. Pixel 3A. Because I'm a cheap Ooh. bastard. Uh, <laughs> well, but, get um, NSE. One thing I've found with Mist is because obviously I don't look at the dashboard analytics all of the time. I wanted to know. If it showed you the maximum sort of data throughput for a client historically, does it show uh, you that? You should be able to find that. But also, is if you go into your missed dashboard and then you go mm-hmm. to Wi-Fi clients and then there's a like a little hamburger 
in the top right hand corner you can turn on more details of the yeah. client section so you can see um for instance like transmit and receive like, how many packets how many retries i know you lo- i know you love a retry ryan so you can actually see all of that from the, your miss dashboard um and it's actually telling you from how many it's sent and received from the missed access point to the to your client they're serving so let's have a look. he's doing it live yeah like, i mean it's not not, not great for listeners is it while steve's trying to just click around <laughs> no, let me just see if i can find it but no one can see, can see what well, he's doing i just thought you're a self-professor of I just told you where you can go. This ninja, so I just thought I'd, I'd yeah. test you. Is this the only reason why you invited Matt on the program to help us out? Is to basically grill him on about mist and stuff and just get free free resource time from him. Mist is amazing, though. Why else would I invite him? Well, because he's gorgeous. And he's good knowledge. He's, look at. he's knowledgeable. <laughs> You're knowledgeable, you guys- aren't you, Matt? Have you guys thought about um, recording the video as well and then posting the video onto like YouTube? Well, we are now definitely for, for this one because you're on yeah, it. We're going to release yeah. the video. No, we'll get at least five more sort of followers with you being on here. Definitely. <laughs> I think, you know. Four more than we normally get. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's something that <laughs> I've been... Dog. Something I've been discussing <laughs> to do with Mac for a while, but we just never, never got around to. Well, I it's wouldn't only show actually... Mac's face. No, no, yeah, we'll get less followers. <laughs> is, to be is, fair, you wouldn't see much of Mac with his webcam dropping out all of the time, would you? Oh, don't he, you have no idea how much money he spent recently on upgrading all of our um, our home equipment. He's now just, he's got a 4K, he's got a, a Fuji X something, whatever like DS, DSLR camera with a wow. something something lens and cam link, so he can he can now do it in 4K. So <clears throat> I ordered a webcam about two months ago and it still hasn't turned up and they're just like, oh yeah, we've got supply issues. I'm like, ah, it's annoying. <laughs> you, I can't get, you, you ain't getting that. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I, I'm just a bit reluctant to go down that route of setting up a proper like camera and stuff. He, um, his wife did have like, did have one. That's how he was doing the testing on first. And then in, in the end he's bought himself one just because he doesn't want to have to keep taking it off and giving it back to her. So yeah, he, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, he ended up just buying like another thousand pound camera just to use for streaming. So I, I think we will probably start recording and then putting them on to some form of video platform as well. Nice, heard it, heard it here first. <laughs> Wireless podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> the ninjas are going into video streaming. Mm. You're going to do live video streams. Um. Have a, well, I think we probably want to just crack doing some normal video streams first and again, that's what then potentially might do some live video streams. But I suppose the one one on Monday is going to be kind of like a live video stream, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So should, we, should we talk about Monday then? Yeah. What's coming yeah. up on Monday? Will it Let be last Monday, though, for people listening? Depends. Depends how quick Alan gets this out. Uh, yeah. When do you do? You, do you not have a specific date that you post these on? Every. It's basically when Alan can be fucking asked. <laughs> right. ah, Normally, okay. it's the case of like, uh, yeah. So now the fact that we're talking about it means that I've kind of <laughs> got to get it out. Do it now. Now, <laughs> and hopeful that people listen to it as well. By the time, they, <laughs> by the time they don't wait till Tuesday and realise, shit, I should have 
attended this podathon that they just talked about. They bigged it up, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to playing our part in the uh, podathon. I think it's a uh, like a really nice event thing that you guys have have organised. And thank you for inviting us on. Um, oh, yeah, what's, the, uh, what's the what's uh, the charity that um, is going to be associated with the podathon? So it is the um, Global Giving COVID nineteen Relief Fund is the charity. So basically, with WLAN, uh, sorry, the Wireless Land Association is put together what we call a Podathon on Monday, the eighteenth of May. And it is basically 13 hours back-to-back of Wi-Fi community podcasters. Um, yeah, 13 hours just talking about Wi-Fi. And the, the idea is, yeah, to raise um, awareness of the plight of everyone at the moment with being furloughed, um, out of work, and because it's affected everyone globally. So the idea we, th- we thought would be nice to try and, I guess, ignite some fun passion um do something unique that's never been done before so we figured a 24-hour podathon would have been awesome but it was just too far of a stretch mm-hmm. to, to do this so we figured let, let's just keep it small and manageable and so the guys have clubbed together we've got yourself the wi-fi ninjas mat of um change slots so you've gone from being for two hours uh three o'clock you've you've been pushed Who? to 9 p.m the wi-fi ninjas they're they're, they're Two guys who they copy what we do basically. Mm. Um, you you they, inspire you inspire us. They try to less be like us and Brian. Let's be honest. They're they're, <laughs> they're more they're, they're more scripted because they they talk more technical sense. They don't kind of free flow freestyle like we do. You know they're they're less organic. Mean, they're more kind of robotic and talk crap. That is certainly <laughs> yeah. something about us. We do not talk technical or sense. So yeah, that's fair. you're doing. And the later this goes on, the more drink we have, the more incoherent we become. And I, and I bet you people just switch off after ten minutes because after that time, you think <laughs> it's there's best. no point listening anymore because it's just blah 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 blah. That's it's, not um, true. I listen to I listen to all of your podcasts. Have you listened to every episode so far? I think I, I'm pretty sure I have. I'm up to date. All right, well, what did we talk about in episode one? I don't even episode, remember what we talked episode, about in episode one. Ep- episode one, you spoke about Mac's little peephole. <laughs> <laughs> Mac's little peephole, that was great. Well, that yeah. was the same night, that was the same day, you know, yeah, of, yeah. of Gate, you know? <laughs> what, 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 what an eventful day that turned out to be. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, that was such an eventful day. Who came up? I was gonna say, who came up with the uh, idea for the podathon? I feel like that's something that an idea that you would come up with. Because I'm full of creativity. That's why. Eh? No, you you actually are. You do come up with a lot of good ideas and a lot of good suggestions. A lot of people tell me I'm wasted in Wi-Fi. Did you know that? Uh, <laughs> who, no. who tells you? Yeah, who, who tells you that? <laughs> I tell myself. I hear these voices. The <laughs> <laughs> voices in my head. His last customer. <laughs> <laughs> last customer you're wasted in <laughs> wi-fi no i'm just drunk <laughs> basically no so it was actually um i guess it was re who um kind of we, we kind of were doing a discussion it was um i guess an idea that was a concept and it was worded in a particular way but re vanstein actually our ceo at the wla actually decided wouldn't it be great if we actually did you know a i guess a an expansive conference where it ran for hours on end and then we just took that idea and just turned it into something 
other concept of a podathon. Nice. And it was actually Nick Turner of the Hidden No Pass podcast who's also going to be um, hosting the show, actually swapping with you. So mm. he's going to be the first um, podcast on with uh, Joel. So the Hidden Hidden Note podcast. It was actually Nick Turner who actually christened the name Podathon. So nice. thank you, Nick. It was a, a great, a great, um, basically a great christening for. A, we, you know, we were just going to call it a, a, I don't know, a conference relay or something really boring and bland. But he actually came up with a <laughs> wicked marketing slogan. Mm. So thank you, Nick. Um, it's a good and, name. and yeah, it is. It, it's ideal. And, and you know, as I say, it's it's ideal. And we've been trying to get this out the door since I guess mid April. You know, this is me organizing this here, so it's going to take a lot longer <laughs> to get it ready and organized. But we've left it a little bit late, you know, within a week. We're also involved. We've got our 8 p.m. slot on the Monday as well. Um, but here's the kicker, right? So Peter McKenzie and myself and possibly Revan Steen, our CEO, is also going to sit every single one. So we're going to do 13 hours wow. straight. So we're, yeah, we're going to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon till 3 in the morning. Nice. So, yeah, yeah nice. so what are you going to talk about? What the ninja's going to talk about then? Have you thought about it yet? Yeah, yeah, we discussed, we've been discussing it, but I just had to um, apologize because I know I messed you around a bit because I'm meant to be on site on Monday and it's not like a site where I could just dial in from because it's like a construction site for a warehouse. So <laughs> we had to push it back a bit and then now going on site has been pushed back. So we've messed you around with swapping the times about a bit. But um we were going to talk because we had the two hour slot. We were just going to have like a bit of a, uh, a chat with you and Peter um, about some, some stuff, some about my stuff. creativity, my creativity. Yes. Um, and then we were going to talk about uh, some RTLS. We've had some, we've got some slides prepared, um, a new technology that we're very excited about. And we've got, we were saving these videos for a conference, but, since we're probably not going to get to a conference this year, we're thinking that we'll share them on the uh, podathon. Um, and then I think the other thing that if we had time, we was going to talk a little bit around our our setup and our testing that we've got in our homes because we've done some extensive testing recently with microphones, lighting, webcams, cameras, different links. Um, so you know, if anyone's listening and they're interested in getting set up that setting up their own podcast or trying to enhance their kind of like home videos audio video setup then we could maybe like give them some tips nice. and share some of the pain that we've been through recently is trying to get a nice a good nice setup nice so what are we good. going to talk about dan <laughs> i don't know mate like to be honest about 15 minutes ago i didn't know what we were talking about tonight so <laughs> in fact, i still don't know <laughs> well we can talk about the fact that because um, it's COVID and yep. great charity and everything else, there's this um, NHS app that you're. This is your level of expertise, and it's yeah. one of these stupid type of tracking apps that if someone downloads, it's supposed to be able to detect whether you've come into contact with someone contact who is tracing, yeah. positive or contracted it and, that and everything else. And then I guess yeah. the question is surrounding about the kind of technicalities of how it really works you know so could you yeah so i mean apple apple obviously um locked down what well, they locked down a lot of stuff in terms of the framework so you know think of like apis but for for ios apps <clears throat> so they they purposefully lock down a lot of stuff that developers can do one of them being um they heavily restricted um the ability to read 
the passive results from Bluetooth, which is one of the ways which on Android they're doing, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the ability for them to figure out, you know, has someone been near someone else because they can pull out the UID from each device. And so on Android, that's really easy because there isn't that restriction. But on iOS, um, the only way that you can access the Bluetooth is actually if you've got the app open and running. Um, and so it's been really interesting actually watching how um, Apple and Google have worked together um, to... Ah, uh... <laughs> oh, come on, Dan. you guys, you, you got to just talk oh, about it. You're doing such a good job of trying to keep it together, but <laughs> it's had one of them, one of those BBC News moments where the sun just comes walking uh, in in the background and here, is it your, your wife in the background going, shh. Well, that's, that's, that's how we... That's his staff. That's how they operate. That's how he employs them to go around <laughs> yeah. and serve us the beers. <laughs> yeah, so oh, it's, so it's been go on, go on. I was going to say that's um that's that's uh that's really interesting. But I wasn't. I I, I knew about the tracking app and stuff, but I hadn't really looked into it too much on how on how it was going to be tracking people. I don't know if it's going to be using like phone's GPS or um if it's going to be using the Bluetooth or how they were doing it. If it was GPS, how they're going to track people inside. I'm thinking, oh, what a wonderful time it would be to have some like indoor location tracking system that would be able to be yeah. used to be leveraged that but i wonder how so do you know how close you have to be to another person like for the phone to be able to accurately read these passive bluetooth it's measured via um the rssi of the bluetooth yeah so the tech is actually i mean dad spoke about this this week it's actually really impressive so the fact that apple and google have come together and just leveraged this is is awesome and it's like the combined power of the two which is making it good. So from what I understand, it's, um, as Dan mentioned, they get this sort of UID, but what they're doing is it's all randomized on the phone. So you can't, even even with a UID, that can still be traced back to you. Um, and that's always been one of the biggest concerns about these tracing apps is people say, well, it can be used for tracking. And even then you can then identify mm -hmm. people and people don't want to be identified for whatever mm -hmm. reason. So what they're doing is they're using... Um, the RSSI of a nearby Bluetooth device that has the app running. And then what they do is they randomize that data. And it doesn't tell you, it doesn't say at 10.57, you came into contact with somebody with symptoms or confirmed case. <clears throat> it does this 30-minute window. So it, obviously it's capturing all of this data and it's randomizing it and encrypting it on the phone. But so not to identify somebody, it basically says, today you came into contact with somebody. Um, it doesn't say how long you were in contact with them for. So if you and Mac were in the same room, but Mac had symptoms and you didn't know that, it wouldn't say you spent four hours with this person because that then you would say, well, the only person I spent four hours with You could Mac. reverse engineer it. Yeah. yeah. So you could then figure that out. So it actually only gives you at some point today, you came into contact with somebody. Yeah. So um, the frustrating thing is that actually the NHS aren't using this. That they're not using the Apple Google uh, like framework thing. That's um, what they're using. Well, they've they've kind of made their own thing, of course, because it's the UK government and they can over budget everyone else. Costly. Yeah. And it won't work and, properly. Well, and it won't work because <laughs> so. <laughs> Unless, unless they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, which they may well be doing, uh, there's no way of getting that data off the phone unless the app is on and open. So Australia, 
have got this at the moment, right? They made their own app. They didn't wait for the Apple Google thing to come out. And the only way the app works is if you've got the app open and on the screen. It, you know, it works fine on Android, but it doesn't work on iOS. It's the same. If, um, it's like a similar sort of issue you come across when if you're trying to do location tracking for um, a Samsung or a yeah. Apple device because they randomize the MAC address anyway. So for, unless you associate to the Wi-Fi, you're getting random MAC addresses. So yeah. It's a similar, similar kind of like concept, I suppose. The fact that you need to have the app open and running to get the real Bluetooth UI, no, UID. But uh, I, uh, I've, I don't know if you want to wear it now, but I suppose it sparks a lot of uh, controversy because some people f- don't want to download the app and install it because they feel like, oh, the government's watching me. <laughs> but my personal opinion is I'll happily install and pretty much do anything that can ease and help return getting back to some, some form of yeah, yeah normality as before i've got nothing to hide and i don't care if people know where like apple track where you are and google track where you go anyway so oh I, yes can't they ever you can so <laughs> i didn't even know this that you can literally there's a link in maps or something that someone can click on and literally discover where you are or where you've been and you don't even realize that this data is being uploaded true, and made available i've got a true story for you that um I was at home and I uh, went down to my post box and I opened up a letter and it was a letter from the police. You've got, you've got a post box? Outside is of our apartments. There's a post box. I went down there, got a letter, got a letter from the police to say that I'd been caught speeding in somewhere. And I'm going to say like Middlesbrough, but it was like nowhere. <laughs> like, I, so because you talked about Middlesbrough earlier, but it was somewhere really random. I was like, I have definitely not been to Middlesbrough. Like a hundred percent, definitely not drove past there recently, but it said I was speeding. So then I uh, I called them up and I was like, look, you must make, you must, it said like it was my car, my registration number, everything, this, that, and the other. I was like, look, you must got, you've got the wrong person or the wrong, the wrong car. And they were like, is this your car? Like, I had a white Sorocco at the time with like a black roof and black wing mirrors. And then there's like the number plate. And I was like, yeah, that was, that's my number plate. But I've, I was not in Middlesbrough like that day, 100%. I like checked my work diary and I was in like Milton Keynes doing a Wi Fi survey. So on the, they're like, oh, you need to kind of prove that you wasn't that you weren't there. So, so yeah. one of the ways I proved it was from obviously just sending my like work diary. But then I went through onto my app, my iPhone, and, yeah. and I showed where I was. Like, went back through like the hip. I don't know. You get to like privacy, and you go back through like back in time to show where I was. I was like, this is my phone, and this is my device telling you where I was, and it matched up with my work diary. And then yeah. looked into it, and someone had cloned my number plates and had been speeding. Wow. And the only reason I got caught is because they got caught speeding. But it made you think like. Manually didn't get caught speeding. It was like I don't know they robbed a bank or something and then drove off in that car. I would have had police like knocking on my door. <laughs> that's but that's the thing. That's the thing with that, that app and the fact that you've got Apple and Google doing all this stuff that you can actually commit a murder or someone can commit a murder and you can be an accessory to that murder and they can use this app to triangulate your position or know that you were in the area well, at the same time. And if you've got an alibi person, or an ex- uh, you're a I'm decent person saying. who got nothing to hide, then then why why have you got a problem with it? You know? So like what, for me it works well for me. So the whole Apple Google scenario, their tech has been published. You can read everything about it and how it works, the ins and outs. And it's a it's a plug for another podcast. But if you listen to the Security Now podcasts on Twit, uh, Steve Gibson does an excellent, excellent deep dive into the app, the tech, the encryption, and everything that goes on into it. And actually, it's more secure. Yeah, I would trust secure. that app a lot more because 
one, everything's randomized, as I mentioned. All of the, the data, the sensitive data is actually stored on your phone and only metadata is then sent to a central repository in mm. which they can collate information and send notifications and things. Yeah, and that's, that's um, the thing. Is, is, and, it, and actually, it's not it, they then aren't sending out the data to the phones. This is the thing that's really important. With the Apple-Google thing, it's the devices that go to the server and they pull down alerts that are for them rather than the server sending it down to the phones. So again, it's just it's much more centralised to the personal device rather than what the UK government are doing, which is having a centralised server that is effectively in control of all of this and has all that data in one place where, you know, it probably won't get compromised. But if you're going to hack something, you know, the thing that's going to have every single person's location <laughs> might be I a mean, target, you know. Each to, each to their own, man. But if it's going to yeah. help save lives and protect people and then get us back to some some sort of normality then i'm all i'm all for it yeah, it's not gonna do sure. anything the problem is is that it's optional as in it has to be on yeah. you know you yeah. have to download the app people aren't going to do it there's there's going to be assholes like me that's going to go like nah i'm not going to do this um but but imagine 5g technology being rolled out and you've got you know a 5g signal um, pretty much. Well, that's what's called coronavirus, anyway. So I'll stop being so controversial, for God's sake, Matthew. I mean, we brought you on here to kind of be the voice of reason. You know, this is the kind of that's stuff true. we expect Christian to come out with, man. Uh, um, we can talk about like how the Earth is flat as well after, if you want. It is. Slightly. I think you're going to see this alert system built into iOS in the future. I think. I think now that they've done that work. I think you'll probably find that from Android and from iOS, this will just be baked into the OS going going forward. I think going forward, when this is, if, if it'll ever be over, people will, I've, I've heard that this is probably unlikely to ever disappear. It's going to become some sort of seasonal flu, which you can be vaccinated against. But think about it. <clears throat> this data is captured. And if, if you use the Apple and Google framework, it's captured all of the time without you even thinking about it. In fact, the analysis shows it uses far less power yeah. than turning your screen on and off does. Um, so having it running in the background is irrelevant. We've already discussed the fact that the data, you're not using much data because it's all held on your phone. So that's one benefit. Um, but think about you, you, Alan, you work in some pretty interesting places. You go all over the world. Um, but you could argue you've got some some pretty some pretty tough spots Middlesbrough. in the world. Middlesbrough. <laughs> Middlesbrough. <laughs> but you know, you don't know who you come into contact with, and equally neither do we. So for argument's sake, you fly home from Mogadishu. <laughs> have you been to Mogadishu? Have you been to Mogadishu? Obvious location. No, well, you where have you now, be. right? You fly home from Mogadishu and then you go around Dan's house. But then two weeks later, um, it breaks in the in the news that there's been uh, an outbreak of some sort in Mogadishu. But then Dan gets a notification says you've been near somebody who's been in a hot zone. Well, what's, you might the, wanna... what's the chances of everyone in Mogadishu having a Smartphone, latest yeah, smartphone that's got these technology. Pro. Yeah, ah, sure, the wrong yeah. destination. I don't even have an iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> they might. You, you get what I mean, though. The mm -hmm. fact that like you could just be sat there and say, "Oh crap!" Like somebody who I came into contact with 
in the last seven days yeah. has been in a, in a hotspot, I should probably go and get checked mm. um, or I should maybe self-isolate at home. Like, I think that is a, yeah. a brilliant idea. And one way you can potentially look at stopping pandemics like this in their tracks or stopping the spread of them at least. Yeah. Um, just for anyone who's listening that was wondering how you get to that stuff that Matt was talking about, if you go to your settings, this is on an iPhone, go to privacy. Uh, and then if you go to location services and scroll all the way to the bottom, there's um, uh, go to system services and then significant locations. Um, and then it literally has a whole history of everywhere where you've been uh, yeah. with maps, dates, times, everything. Uh, so it's, it's pretty impressive. And, and the nice thing is that it's just on your device. Mm. Uh, and you can... You can clear it at the bottom if you want to. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, how do I do this on my Android? You can't. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You might be able to. I don't, I don't know. Android. <laughs> who, who, who uses Android phones? I don't know. I'll be said dead with an Android phone. Right. Say that again, Dan. Where? Oh, mate. Are you all oh, right? God. Just listen to the podcast. Listen slowly. <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm intrigued. Nice and slowly. Okay, right. So go to settings. Can we play the elevator music while this is happening? Oh, but I can't hear him if you're talking, man. Got shade. Anyway, hey, man, come on. Please overlay some music to this. I'm going to do this. Settings. Privacy. Location services. Scroll all the way to the bottom. System services. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Hi. Significant locations. <laughs> just make her, your, your wife doesn't listen to these, these does it? Did it, does she? No, does she? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's all the locations there. No point showing him. He's not looking at you. <laughs> and no one else can see it. Right. Oh, I've got it. We've, lo- we've lost Ryan for the next Whee! half hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, how do I right. delete this place? <laughs> uh, right, that's pretty scary. That actually, because it has, it has, it's even picked up like. Yeah, but it's only on your phone. What so you have been doing this week yeah. and stuff? You don't want to know, right? Why don't I suggest a course, Alan? Yes. Matt, you've both been on it. I, yes. I'm really interested to uh, to hear what you have got to say. Uh you would you would love it, Dan, because you've got yeah. It's it's the bollocks. Let's it is be really good. It's not what I was expecting, and okay. I wasn't sure what I was expecting. And I'll be honest with you, it's worthwhile. It really is. Um, I mean, it's oh man, I couldn't. I, I'm just literally speechless You're with buzzing, it. it was, aren't you? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> do you know what? Right, I've struggled with Wi-Fi for a fair few years because I've just I don't know. I just felt it was just same old, same old, usual shit. You know, predictor surveys and terminology, and uh, you know. All that crap that I just can't remember what it was. I've lost my train of thought. Where was I? So, Why does it just so, so sorry. So I um I thought to myself, right, you know what? I, I need I need some enthusiasm with Wi-Fi again because I just need to kind of find that buzz and you know who better than Devin Aiken? To be fair, I mean he's a great oral articulator of pretty much anything. You know he's so knowledgeable and his presence Did is phenomenal. Did you mean to say orator there? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said. Did you say audible? No, I said I thought I said oral articular. <laughs> I don't even know if that is a word or even an expression. Mm. But... Orator is, is what you were looking for. Oh, was it? Not orator. Anyway. Orator. Let's 
Anyway, <laughs> Devin is brilliant. You know, he, he's a very knowledgeable man, and it was it was it interestingly delivered because it was online. Because obviously, with the pandemic, we were due to sit the course, yeah. weren't we, Matt? I was uh, back in. I, I, I'll be honest, Alan. April. That's the only reason I, I booked to go on the course because I knew knew you was going to be there. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the reason I booked the course because I knew you uh-huh. were going to be there. I mean, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was that is one of the things i've been like most gutted about this whole covid thing is because yeah. like the amount of good things we've missed out on so we had our little thing that we were doing the wla and the tillic and then we had this nice little what well, is just a course lined up and yeah, then but the, probably missing it, out on other stuff but it, well, it, so devin's going to put the back on physical course in june i believe he's scheduled for so fingers crossed that it'll make it come over the pond and uh, deliver but the actual course itself is it's it's well structured it's you know it, it's full of great content now um i'm not going to divulge too much information because obviously i'd recommend that you take the course it's two days um day one is kind of consistent i don't know a lot of theory well devin will kind of put together what he calls his is is a uh, devin's dozen and it's a concept of using the wi-fi explorer scanner to basically take a snapshot of, um, I guess, a Wi-Fi environment and with the information that the Explorer can give you, how you would be able to determine problems or troubleshoot issues based upon the information that you have. And, and the premise really is, you know, you don't need to go out and spend thousands and thousands of pounds on these enterprise tools when the Wi-Fi Explorer for 100 bucks is kind of there. You probably need to, you know, spend the money on buying a MacBook. To be fair, that's a few thousand bucks. But there you go. But the point being is, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Have why wouldn't you? I know. To, to be fair, it, it is a well, it is a well developed tool. You know, the Wi-Fi Explorer Pro is phenomenal. Yeah, and really so, so what Devin's done, he's developed the course around it. So he kind of focuses your attention on, you know, the information it can give you, and thinking about things logically. You know, about certain ways that you know, the, you know, Wi-Fi works and with the information that's presented on, you know, within Wi-Fi Explorer, how would you, you know, determine symptoms and problems that are reported by users and clients based on the information that you have? How would you then go about troubleshooting to determine what is the root cause of some of the symptoms that are explained? And he kind of goes through some of the theory about things like um, multiband SSIDs, um, I don't know, OBSS, that kind of stuff. And, and he yeah. explains the theory about it, the impacts that they have. And he will literally go deep, you know, if you want him to. But he's brilliant at explaining it to you. And it, it, I don't know, you can sit and listen to him for, for ages. And, and he's wonderful at that. And he um, explains how, you know, it, it dovetails nicely with his labs, how he explains with the, you know, these, these labs that he creates, how you can utilize everything that he's just gone through in the theory and actually apply that in a scenario yeah. where there's a, a a dedicated capture that he will display it could be spectrum it could be um with spectrum he's using dbx cards or it can be remote labs into a um a wlan pi which is then yeah. capturing remotely to display you know packets and things like this um i was and, um and, go on, i was completely completely blown away about how like knowledgeable he was around wi-fi so if we come across like a certain subject if you asked him a little bit about it now how he could just roll off his tongue and go deep on that one part mm. one subject was just so impressive i mean 
I think I know a little bit about Wi-Fi now, but if I wanted to know, if I wanted to be able to speak about it, like how he was, I'd have to spend some time like checking my notes. I did a bit of research, but he could just literally just fire off into um, like channel sounding and transmit beam forming and multi-user MIMO. And it was just so, so impressive. Um, and that was the first time that I had set a, a live like online training course and I'd never met Devin before and I've never set an online course before. So I really didn't know what to, to expect from it. And the way, because obviously he's in America and we're in the UK for us, I don't think it started until like four, five o'clock in the afternoon, evening. So I was like working during the day and then sit in the class in the evening. But I, even after the class finished like 11 o'clock on the first day, I was like, I still had so much energy because he, he was really, really good at explaining everything about Wi-Fi. He made everything that like he said that it was like 50% theories on the first day and then 50% labs. Um, and it's like all labs that like the second, second day, but the way that he, you could really tell that he really thought about the course and everything and the content that he put into it. Nice. Yeah. Would, yeah and you, and there's so many things about Wi-Fi Explorer Pro that I, I'd be, I'd used it a few times. I thought, oh, I know how to use this, but I realized <laughs> very quickly that there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know. And off the back of it, we actually recorded a, a two hour podcast with Devin that we're due to release. I think. I think it's like next weekend. And then we recorded one with Adrian after. So we got quite, quite a lot of um, good tips and tricks in there and a lot of things in there that are going to be coming soon as well with Adrian. Quite impressed about. And um, I didn't realize that you could plug a Zigbee dongle into Wi-Fi Explorer Pro and you can see all like Zigbee. If you've got any like IOT devices, you can see the RSSI, um, all the information. Um, So, uh, actually got Keith Parsons is buying me a dongle from the US and then shipping one over so I can plug it into my Mac so I can start seeing some uh, Zigbee but you can see Bluetooth in there I don't know if you've noticed in did you see um like Adrian's AI in Wi-Fi Explorer Pro his AI yeah so basically if you uh, I think it's like on the top right of Wi-Fi Explorer Pro yeah. yeah so then if you click on like the top right icon to expand the um it, uh the so little box bar. out yeah if you mm. click on a one of the ssids that you can see there should be like a little i button yeah, and then it'll, it'll be everything that's wrong with the... yeah so these i think i think i think devin named it adrian's ai so he'll make like recommendations <laughs> so say you've got like an old nice. 2.4 gig network with 11b turned on it'll be like hey turn this off don't do this don't do that for example for, yeah, for so an example it's it's funny right because wi-fi explorer i used before I kind of got into Wi-Fi, like for me, it was like, hey, I'm so pro Wi-Fi because I use Wi-Fi Explorer on my Mac, right? Uh, and that's like, that was like the pinnacle. Um, and I didn't even realize it had this advanced details section. Like mm-hmm. I was literally just using network details, signal strength spectrum. And then when I saw like advanced details, I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of left it alone. But like, there's so much in there that Maybe you can... You can do yeah it's it's mad and like devin's passion for wi-fi and like teaching and he's such a nice guy as well um for me personally i would definitely say it was well worth well worth the investment um you learn lots of new stuff about wi-fi and you also it's, it's nice to have what you know reinforced by someone that clearly knows a lot about wi-fi and you get to learn how to use a tool in greater depth um as well but not just wi-fi store pro he does make sure that it's like mac 
Mac came on to wireless adjuster and Mac doesn't have a Mac. So he has a, uh, he just bought, recently brought a HP Spectre. So he uses WinFi. So uh, he makes sure that it's catered for both Windows and Mac users. But, um, and the, the, yeah, the, all the remote sensor stuff with um, WLAN Pies as well. That was really cool. It is, but I guess the, the thing to take away from it is it, it doesn't matter the tool. It's the knowledge that you get, that that's what you're armed with, so that depending on the tool that you use, whether it's WinFi, Wi-Fi Explorer, the knowledge and the information and the, um, I guess, the skill to, I guess, follow what he calls a typical best practice and apply it or see what the fault is or the problem with the fact that that best practice hasn't been followed and identify where that is based on the output. It doesn't matter the tool that you use. The point being is that it's glean the information that helps you prepare so that when mm. you're on site and you're, you know, you know, you don't have to go out and spend thousands on, you know, as I said before, analytic or enterprise tools like OmniPeak and Packet Captures. They're great in their in their own unique way. But what Devin's done is he saw an opportunity to take something and develop it into a really simple course that, you know, touches on what you've already learned with AP and DP stuff, but just kind of blend it nicely with a tool that is very popular and is basically in everyone's kit. I mean, I personally don't use it because I never um, take my Mac with me when I do surveys. I always have a Surface Pro because it's more versatile than a Mac because it's smaller. Why are you not taking your survey. iPad? I don't have one. Yeah. I, I don't buy into the fact that I don't need an iPad because I don't have I don't subscribe to Echo Connect. That's the only reason why I need an iPad. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's be honest. That's the That's the only that's reason the... I bought an iPad. I'm not even joking. As soon as they announced so... Echo Connect and iPad survey, straight away I bought an iPad. It's it's I don't I don't have a need for Connect. I, I generally don't, but what I do have a need for is a DBX from MetaGeek, which I am buying for fifty percent because Devin recommended it. But just to kind of I guess end Devin's talk so that we can kiss his ass later <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks being, for sponsoring the show Devin. <laughs> i know exactly it's like it, I, I you know I, I was pleasantly surprised and it gave me you know fresh impetus it kind of reignited my kind of desire to kind of want to learn wi-fi again all over again and and you know his, his lab structures are brilliant um you know there's a lot of information and even just to kind of talk with a man you know you can see exuberates you know, yeah. passionate about what he talks about. And there's so much information in there that you could literally ask him any question. He's an opinionated git and he, and he knows that, right? <laughs> and he, and he, you know, he's not, he knows I'll speak the truth, but at the same time, he's stands by his opinions. You know, he, he, he believes in what he believes in, but there's so much knowledge to tap into that brain of his. And the way he explains is way better than I or you will ever explain it. And he will do it in far, far less words or syllables than I ever will. <laughs> and I recommend the course. It is brilliant. It's well developed, and you know, kudos to Devin for pushing it out there. And I, and I mm. think it hopefully will become a staple. Um, you know, did you because... sit the? Have you done the exam? No. Why? Why haven't you taken the exam? <laughs> I don't believe in exams anymore. Why? I generally, I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of. I don't think it's going to serve me. What? Well, it's not. There's no purpose for me to take the exam. It, it offers no benefit. I've got everything that I need. I've got the course. I've got the, the the PDFs, the course notes. I have enough knowledge. I don't need to sit there and say, "Look at me. I'm a wireless adjuster." Um, I will take the exam purely because it it helps go to Devin because it's his baby, and, and that's the only reason why I'm motivated to do it. But not right now because I've got so many things ongoing. Um, but I don't believe in exams. I never have. Done. As, as soon as we uh, we uh, finished the uh, the second day of the class, 
I would like, I went to, I went to the bathroom and then I come back and I saw Mac had messaged me said, Oh, I'm going to take the exam now. And I was like, I'm not letting you get a better number than me again. Cause he got like a lower <laughs> CWE number than me. So I quickly like jumped onto the exam and then I just like rushed through it as fast as possible. <laughs> like I was like, you know, when you have some questions where you think, Oh, I'll take a little bit of time to think about this. I was like, 50, mm, 50, I'm going to go with that one. Did you pass? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I passed. I did. All right. Well, that, as well. That's- well, that's no good. That's either the fact that you just guessed your way through it or no, the fact that guess. the exam quality isn't anywhere near as good. So what is it? <laughs> I, did, I didn't guess my way through it, but usually like, sometimes I would take a bit more time with an exam, but I was determined to make sure I didn't let him get a better number than me again. So, so, what, you're saying, just... so what you're saying is actually Devin taught you well. You absorbed yeah. all the information needed for you to pass the exam and obtain a number quicker than Max. He so got, kudos to Devon is what you're saying, right? Yes. So I think I got like 84. I got like 84%, I think. And then Mac got like 96%, but he took a lot longer than what I did. <laughs> and you got the you got the lower number. Yeah, I'm like number 22. <laughs> he's number 23. So yeah. I was like, I've got, I like, I got to beat him now. That's all I, that's all I, that's all I cared how, about. <laughs> how come he's got a lower number than you in CWE then? And what happened there? Well, he, yeah, he... Uh, he yeah, submitted he his got... application after you. Well, I don't know what happens. <laughs> but yeah, he got a lower, he got a lower number. He got, he got, yeah, he got a lower number than me. So I was not, I was not going to let that happen again. We'll have to put that one to the board of advisors. He, he sent, he sent his with cash in the envelope. That's where. It was. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. That was a joke. He didn't do that. Joking. Uh, you, I think you done it like two a week or two ago, was it? So I did mine last week. Yeah, so I think I was, I think I sat it maybe like two, two weeks before that, maybe two, three weeks before that. If people are interested in the wireless adjuster course, if they go to divdyne.com, which is d-i-v-d-y-n.com, uh, that's where you can learn more about it and sign up if you want to. Um, yeah, it looks good. I think I'll look into that as well at some point. I'm definitely going to go to the in-person one as well. If, yeah. If he if he is able to come to the UK and do it, I'm going to. I'm only going to see you though, Matt. That's the only reason why I'm going to be there. I'm just going to be literally <laughs> all my eyes. I'm going to be. I'm going to be like you know puppy dog. <laughs> Me and you, twin room. Oh, you can don't. get room Matt this time. <laughs> get real. <Matt. laughs> it's going to be Starling Gate, isn't it? <laughs> so Ryan, um, I understand you took. An extreme exam. I mean, how extreme was it? So I did the course quite a few weeks ago. Um, so the virtual, well, it was the proper instructor. It was online, like all the are now. Um, it was the extreme core. Um, so I've never really dealt with extreme products before. Um, but the company I work for are an extreme partner. So I've done the, the course. Now, the course was good. Um, I found some real sort of quirks with the with the software that I quite liked. Is that is, Dave yeah, Coleman? I, I, David Coleman works. We'll come now. on to that in a sec. So okay. once I've done once I've done the course, it says, "Oh, you, you can do the exam online." So <clears throat> long story short, I've done. I did took the exam online, but actually, one of the things about the exam I didn't like was the questions. And I took some screenshots, whether you allow it or not, but I actually submitted them in a ticket because there was at least eight or nine questions 
where the question didn't match the answer, if that made sense. It was almost like another answer had been loaded mm-hmm. in. Um, so I found that the, the quality of the exam were not that good. So for argument's sake, it, it asked me to ask, uh, look at the adapters above and answer a question about them. But the adapters weren't shown, so how could I possibly see? And then it would say, how many ACLs can you do on X? And the, the number below wasn't a number. It was something completely different. How many accruciate ligaments can you do? How many accruciate ligaments leg. can you do on an adapter? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, okay. So I, I was a bit annoyed by that. <laughs> and I had about eight or nine questions like that. And um, I actually failed the first exam. So I submitted a, a ticket to them and I got uh, another I got another shot of the exam uh, which coincidentally I passed but what I was more impressed about was the amount of 11ax questions now it's the first exam I've ever done where I've had questions about 11ax and they weren't just naughty questions either um, there were questions around uh, sort of things like what are the core features you know things like that um, I don't remember now what are they <laughs> Get your screenshots back um, And one of them was, you know, it was talking about legacy clients and interoperability with 11ax and, and stuff like that. And you know what? I thought once I got once I got through the the sort of core questions, once I got to those, I actually quite enjoyed it. I've never really said that about an exam before because I actually felt like I learned something from it. Uh, so I don't know. There was almost some good and some bad mixed in with that that exam but i found the fact that there were some really decent 11ax questions it was really good and i can only put that down to the likes of dave coleman and devon because i know devon spent some time at um extreme uh, mm. yeah devon's devon's exam questions for the uh well it's just yeah. were really good to be fair um but to be honest if you passed it within you know five minutes I'm, no it wasn't I five think, minutes it still took I think me, there's uh, hope for me I still, uh, I think I did it in about, I don't know, 30 minutes and you have like an hour and a half. So, and I will Are you the fastest one then? I don't know. I'm not, Do I, you hold the record? Got, uh, I'm not sure if I hold the record, but I think Nigel Bowden and Mac then. have got the top top scores so far. I'd expect Nigel to have the top score. That man's a genius. He's like, yeah. he's like my dad, the dad of Wi-Fi. He is the dad of Wi-Fi. I've called him dad a few times. I don't think he likes it. <laughs> but you're, he is old enough to be your dad, so it's fine. What about you, Dan? Are you going to start taking some exams now? You've burst onto the wider scene. You've done your ECAL classes, but are you going to start taking some exams? Oh, well done. Well, I've got my CWNA. Yeah. Wow, you, you know more than me. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've also got my exam voucher purchased for ap and dp so this year <laughs> DP? i'll do those dp <laughs> what is wrong with you man are you all right you're such a child i said dp for dp so yeah at, at some point i'll i'll try and do those this year um Trouble is, I've got to keep up all my Apple certs and stuff as well. <laughs> so, what do Apple certs uh, give you? 
Do they give you a? So I'm I'm a registered Apple consultant, and in order so you've to probably be got that, you've probably got to have yeah, yeah. So I can imagine you've probably got to have a certain amount of. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's like four exams I have to take every year just to keep that. That going. But what what does it give you in terms of why do you keep up to date and have their certifications? So, for example, you know CCIEs would there would be a huge benefit because. Uh, VARs could be gold sellers and get huge discounts yeah. on Cisco product, that kind of stuff, you know. So does that yeah, so offer the get, same type of I don't get any discounts, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but it does mean that um, Apple can recommend me as a as a consultant to their customers. So if someone goes into an Apple store or rings Apple Care and says, hey, you know, we really need help uh, setting up these 500 iPhones, um, you know, if you've got someone in Apple that can come out and sort that out for us. Apple will kind of go, no, but, you know, here are the contact details for our consultants. So they've got like a website, consultants.apple.com, and we're on there, um, which is quite useful. So, yeah, and so most of that is then down to our relationships with the retail stores that we work with, um, and then their business teams within each store then effectively push work our way. So that's that's where we get, you know, 80-90% of our work is directly from the Apple stores. Or you just get bombarded by me on Slack with <laughs> all my Apple questions. Yeah, which is fine. I love it. <laughs> uh, Matt, I just want to say thanks for um, hanging out with us and chatting. It was good. Listen, um, do, you, do you want to take up a permanent position? Because we can get rid of Karen if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, actually, because I'm thinking, what does Karen bring? I mean, you know... Karen's like one of these Facebook authorities that just sprang out of nowhere. And that's exactly what this <laughs> what Christian is, isn't he? He's like, where did you come from? He works at a bank. He doesn't know anything about Wi-Fi. So why are we even, you know, I, I, let's vote. I'm, I'm voting yeah, for right. yeah, Matt. Let's kick Matt, him off. Matt, Matt, <laughs> there's, a, there's a catch though, Matt. There's a catch. You can only do one podcast. You can only be, you can either be a ninja or a pubcaster. That's the that's the choice you have the, to make. So you have to make the a choice. The pleasure has been. You have to make it now. All, you have to make it now. Been all mine. No, 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 no. Forget the pleasure. No pleasures. I want a decision. Tonight. I want a decision. Okay. Are you, you a ninja a or a podcaster? My, my decision. Uh, one, I could I could never leave Mac, and two, I could never be as funny oh. as Christian. Christian, I would not be able to re- replace. So him. are we stuck yes. with Christian? Is that what you're saying? We, do we have to have Karen yes, back? You need oh, to have Karen back. Karen, fine, he's a great fine, addition to your show, and fine. I find him very amusing. So I cannot fill his boots forever. But it has been an absolute pleasure being with you guys tonight. Listening to your podcast brings me joy. When I listen to you guys, I I don't I haven't been listening to podcasts very often whilst I'm on the old coronavirus stuff. Apart from you guys, is the only ones I've stayed listening to because. You bring me joy oh. to listen to you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh. Got it right in the oh feels. Man. Love yeah. it. I'm so touched. That's an endorsement. That's, that's yeah. got we, on the website. Can you make sure you put that out and put it on the website or something? <laughs> yeah. We we could take the video, screenshot it, and tweet no. it. Yes. No, you, yes. But I was also going to I was going to ask Mac to stand in next week if Christian's not well enough. Yeah, so. you should. You should have him on. <laughs> But yeah, you've got to make sure it's not on his game night because otherwise he gets very upset. Uh, that's true. Oh, what, what, it, nights is, what nights is like, game night? Like he does play. Yeah, like he plays something he? like that on. I think it's on like a Wednesday. I think he does it. And if you disturb that time, yeah, he gets very right. grouchy. 
Oh, that's perfect. We should we should schedule a recording for a Wednesday night <laughs> just to annoy him. <laughs> and when he's on, it will be brilliant because it, it'll be the same personality. You just cannot tell when he's pissed off or when he's normal because he's the same Mac. <laughs> but no, Mac, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Mac, oh, sorry, oh, not Mac. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for standing in for uh, Karen. I appreciate it. And uh, you brought a certain level of... Um, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. Decorum. <laughs> I was gonna be, I was gonna be flamboyant and say je ne sais quoi, and and the joke is, uh, my, I don't know what that joke? means. I don't Can know what that means. Weed in, please? Oh, that's exactly what it means. I don't know what it means. Sorry. Really? <laughs> is that like a, is like a French <laughs> advert like with Thierry Henry? No, it's Baba Boom. I'm sure he said something like that along those lines during the He says Vavavoo. Okay. No, he said in like beforehand he says je ne sais quoi, doesn't he? A certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi I think means I do I don't know what it means. Well doesn't it? Cool. It means B I certainly don't know what it means for sure. <laughs> well, it's clear that none of us know any French. Okay, right? then. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. Then I was trying to be—I was trying to be cultural and continental, you know, and appeal to our. Um... Well, if the anyone does listening. know what it means, feel yeah. free to go to wirelesspodcast.com, leave us a message, <laughs> <laughs> and you can set the debate. Mm-hmm. Right, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. I'm kicking out now. Thank Au you for having me. Bonjour.